August 21, 2021. It's a lot for Pedro's show.
I've seen the world fall apart. Oh yeah, right apart. All I see, poor people suffering, working hard every day, still getting less pay. The rich have it all. About us, they don't care. I see suffering everywhere. Show. Right. Happy Saturday. We started with my favorite things. Live excerpt at Columbia La Tour, Belgium on August 1st, 1960. Yeah, excerpt, right? Kept going. <laughs> that was long enough. It just shows to go you what you can take a little silly waltz, right? And turn it into something very expressive. And then Jay Navarro and the Traders after that with Ride Apart, which brings me to the fact that I am not man alone because of those Skype engineers in Estonia. I got Jason Navarro. Welcome aboard, Jason. Ah, super, uh, super honored and happy to be aboard, sir. Right. Very happy to be here. We got to uh, give great thanks and gratitude to Ken Haas for making the connect, correct? Yeah, man, he actually plays lead guitar in my other uh, project, Jay Navarro and the Traders. Good friend of mine. Yeah, besides that, he can connect you with Watt from Pedro show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I understand you guys go way back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, beautiful man. It was his idea for the Watt Plower. Right. He said, I think maybe, uh, was it Firehose that crashed in his house before, maybe? Or his apartment, maybe? I can't remember a long time ago. Yeah, he told me this. Yeah, it was even further for me because I was there, but last fire hose gig was... Yeah, man. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is this ain't about me. This is about you. That's uh, why you're on the show, right? You, you sent me all this music, and I want to learn about your journey through music. So uh, yeah. please bring us the earliest music recollection. My earliest music recollection? Well... That, that's easy, man. That's like my my parents were kind of like rockers, you know. So my house, it was pretty typical to hear, uh, you know, you know, MC5, Alice Cooper, uh, ACDC, you know, obviously, you know, Led Zeppelin and Grand Funk Railroad. That was like all that stuff was pretty big in my house, you know. So that's like my first real recollection of like liking it not not liking anything but just knowing it was there your, your, you know what your, i mean yeah your early music recollection is your parents records 
Yeah. Now, yeah, where yeah. was this, Jason? When? Where? 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 Oh, where? Oh, so uh, I was in my first time I remember hearing, like, especially like hearing the MC5, probably just because I was swearing. You know what I mean? It was the live version. No, but, but where? Where did like, you grow uh, up? I'm, I'm asking you, where is the house where your parents were playing these records? Uh, the, my, par- my parents bounced around quite a bit. So I was with my mom quite a many years without a father. And uh, we were living with her sister out in uh, Canton, Michigan for a okay, little bit. Okay, Canton, that- Michigan. That's the place. And if I was there in person with you, you could show me your right hand, the palm side, and show me what part of Michigan that's in. But you said Western, so I'm thinking uh, Grand Rapids. No, man. It's just uh, it's about 15 minutes uh, outside of Detroit, actually. Well, that's not really West. It's <laughs> 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 closer to Illinois. West, you're, you're right next to Ohio there. Okay. okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, and in fact, that area Ohio. is very heavy, right? That fa- There was yeah. a war almost fought between Ohio and Michigan for that area. <laughs> right? And yeah, that's why yeah. you guys got all that good stuff from... Uh, Wisconsin, right? The the the, the ore, uh, some kind yeah. of compromise. People who live there tell me about. It. Maybe it was Ken Haas, you know. It, salt, salt mines, man. We salt mines and stuff, and... but but it was uh, like yeah. uh, quid pro quo for like you know, Maumee gets to in Toledo gets to be Ohio. Yeah, yeah. In fact, where, you, been... where are you talking to me to, uh, from now, uh, right now? Right now, I'm actually in Beverly Hills, Michigan, which is also like. I don't know, a couple miles outside of Detroit. I think it's, uh, I'm at 13 mile and eight miles, the dividing line. So I'm just a couple miles outside of Detroit. Oh, North. Okay. But I'm talking yep. more, more South I 75, you know, like that area. I know Toledo is the home of Willie's. In fact, they, they made the, the Jeeps and shit in a big tent. And yeah, man. Also all the glass, yep. right? Sandusky. They got all the sand from uh, Lake Erie there and, uh, to make windshields and shit. I know a little bit. Touring helps a little bit. But I'm wondering about the pads you grew up in because I'm wondering if there was musical instruments. No, nah, man. There was never any musical instruments okay. at all. And what about all. the first record you bought with your own money, Jason? Oh, Blondie Auto American, man. And the first gig you went and saw? Mm. Uh, local punk rock man. Uh, I went and saw Slaughterhouse. Ah, um, there's a Slaughterhouse here in Pedro. <laughs> Yeah, probably a common name. Yeah, in fact, the big man (laughs) plays drums in it. Can I ask you uh, about school? Were you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that? No, man, none of it. Okay, okay. I'm just wondering, you know, what led you to be a, you know, lead singer in a band? Ah, man. So probably just punk rock, man. Like I, I, I was a skateboarder. You know, probably 1985 or so is when I picked up a skateboard discovered thrasher magazine and kind of discovered the local punk scene i was pretty young at the time like i don't know 12 13 and i had a lot of older skateboarders that would take me out to to shows but like i knew that i wanted to be in a band but i was really poor and i was kind of going down a bad road and i had a really bad like family like situation and my grandmother you know really wanted me to kind of get my head out of the family situation i was in and she bought me a base oh so my, yeah man I thought thank the, you the, grandma the fun, thank you grandma yeah man she took me to the store and she's like all right well here's like 150 bucks what can you buy and i and I bought a base and then my sketchy stepdad who was like deep in like the biker and drug world was like 
oh, I know a guy. And he took me to some guy's house, and his house is full of amps. And he's just, I don't know what favor he owed probably, my dad or what. They were probably somebody else's amps right before that. Probably. <laughs> probably, man. It was sketchy, right? I'm just and guessing. Was, I'm just guessing, Jason. It's a good guess. My stepdad was really sketchy, man. Really sketchy. No, if and, you're uh, in, you know, the nickname of my town is Speedro. I know all about it. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, a lot of the bikers are deep into that, like yeah, including my you dad, know, you know. The favorite pickup line at the bar, nice tooth. <laughs> anyway, your story. Oh. Continue, Jason. So, so you got to get an amp, right? You got a bass now. You need an amp. So this is where you get yeah, an amp. So I go in the basement. Of course, as a kid, I'm like, well, I'm going to pick the biggest stamp in here. And it was like a, one of those crappy leather padded uh, custom. custom with the K. Yeah, yeah. And it had like uh, Creedence played those. Creedence. Yeah, 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 totally, man. Like it had 215s or 212s or something. They like, sound too good. Yeah, they're a little transition. Yeah. Sounded horrible. Right? But, but they you know, look honestly, good. I, look good. Yeah, they look cool, right? And I was like, there's no way this guy is going to give me this. And I don't know what favor he owed my dad, but yeah, the guy was like, yeah, go ahead, take it. Okay, so you actually started off as a bass player. That's bitching. Yeah, man. So like, I, like, but I was trying to learn how to like. There was this band from Detroit called the Screaming Bloody Leper Children, and uh, it was the first time I heard a punk rocker around here walk a bass, and I was like, I want to do that. Like, I want to play like this guy does. Did and you so know, I uh, instead did of you know laughing hyenas. Oh yeah, John. John's a good friend of mine. No, man. but the bass man Kevin. Oh yeah. Hi, he oh, went yeah. on to make a band called Mule. Jim yeah, Kimmel and Pete. Uh, yeah, uh, Pete Lawn or some cat, cat from Atlanta, but uh, he was great. But he, not so so much a walking guy. He was more like Tracy Pugh from a birthday party. Yeah, man. Dude, I was just over this. I hang out with this guy who used to work at the Grandy Ballroom. Yeah. And uh, he's a scooter guy like me, like scooters, you know, like old scooters. Like mods. And, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I got like a Lambretta and, and stuff like that. But I, I go over his house and hang out because he's just a really interesting guy. And he recently went, let me go through all his hand screen posters. And he had a, two different like mule posters. He actually had oh. like a, release, a, a record release mule po of posters too, like hand screened. I was like, I'm like, dude, a lot of people love these mule posters. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and they're a great band. I got to share stage a, a, a couple times. Look, you gave me this tune, uh, some more J. Uh, Jay Navarro and the Traders, uh, Chaos Girl, I'm going to play that.
Watch for Pedro show that Chuck music start off with Jay Navarro and the Traders with Chaos Girl. Is yeah, Ken, Ken Haas yeah. on that? Yep, that Ken Haas is definitely on All that. All right, man. bitch. Michael Zerang after that with Velvet Bell for Lebanon. Field and Stream with Under the Singing Bridge. This stuff is from uh, in Milwaukee, uh, Brett Goodsight that put out these compilations. This one's in number three, and it's uh, I think it's called. Uh, 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 sub sublimation? No, that's that's number four today. Yeah, yesterday I was playing stuff number three sublimation. This one's number uh, four uh, dissolution. Get, get straight wide. But uh, Brad Goodside uh, collects music from all kinds of cats doing wild stuff, and he puts out these comps, and so I'm playing stuff from there. PPG from 99 Cent, one of Thomas DiMuzio's old bands, and then and then something from uh, you, Jason uh, Hellmouth. Uh, welcome, oh, yeah. welcome to the undertow. Okay, so <laughs> so continue. You get in a band with this bass, right? You do something with this bass. Yeah. So check it out, man. Like, I I wasn't cool enough. Like once I got into ninth grade, I wasn't cool enough to like be in all the good punk bands in Detroit. Even though I, you know, at that point I'd cut off my hair and I was a full on into it, like skateboarder, you know, punk kid. And you and, got uh, a bass and you got a custom amp. Yeah, and then so I, I started playing with all these metalhead dudes, and it was kind of weird because I was the only kid, in the, you know, only guy in the band who was a punk. Yeah, then, but they, that's why humans are, man. Like, right? Oh, we're all open minded, but not ninety percent of you. And then the other group of guys, you know, you think they'd be all stuck up. No, they bring you in. Yep, yep, <laughs> totally brought me in. That's what's really weird. Words and uniforms don't really matter. I think it's the way you act. <laughs> yep, yeah, for sure, man. That's these metalheads brought, brought me I'm in. I'm slowly man. learning, Jason. <laughs> yeah, these metalheads brought me in. I started playing with them, and then I think like a lot of the local punk bands saw that I was, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just became the the guy in Detroit who like, oh, you know, we don't have a bass player anymore. Jay will do it, and so all the punk bands kind of ended up just like. I would end up playing for him. Oh, so because, they came around. They came around. Yeah, man. Yeah, they all came around. They end up playing well, for... Well, you know, what, what does that teach you, man? That music's music, right? Fuck. Genre yeah. names. <laughs> if you can yeah, fucking man. work the fucking bass, then you got a gig. Yeah, man. Bitch. What was really cool is, like like I said, that that guy, Johnny Lunchmeat from the band Screaming Bloody Leopard Children, was the guy I wanted to play like. Yeah. And a, a year or two down the road... They kicked him out or he left or I think he moved to Arizona and that band asked me to play because I because I already played like him. Okay. So I went in and ended up playing in that band. You know what I mean? Did you did you uh, try out or did they ask you? Dude, they just asked me. I, yeah. I actually I worked with the uh, I went I worked in the same uh, workplace as the singer and the drummer. And they were just like, and I knew the guitar player. Well, that's a good connect. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, all, so all you know what I forgot to ask you, Jason? Uh, your first gig with that bass. Do you remember it? I remember it. Blondies. You probably played there. I'm pretty yeah. sure you did. And, and what, yeah. But, what was the group with? Uh, the, uh, it was called <laughs> Intravenous de Milo. <laughs> <laughs> Great name. Yeah, man. Totally. totally and and totally how'd it go? Drag. Were you scared? It was. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, you know what that neighborhood is like, right? Yeah, yeah, and also I, your first gig, goddamn. Yeah, man, so, I, you know, I kind of was already going to shows there, so, I mean, you know, I knew, I mean, I knew a lot of the people already, and I kind of, like, moved to that neighborhood anyways. 
And, that, so and also, that was cool about the, the movement. Like, you took turns. Now it's your turn to watch the gig. Now it's your turn to play. Now it's your turn to, yeah, not so much velvet yeah. rope rock, right? Oh God, no! Not not in that bar, man. I mean, that, <laughs> he, I know, I know, you know that that like that, yeah, like you know. Well, look, that, I came you know, from that, Arena Rock. You don't know how much I dug the idea that you could see the germs, and then yeah, Pat's talking to you. <laughs> yeah, Tom Bowles. Yeah, yeah, you know, Lord of Doom. It's just beautiful about that. You never saw that shit happen in Arena Rock. Fuck, I didn't even know the, the guy sitting next to me in the dark. So how that gig, nah. that gig was a success for you? It was a success. We, right. I, um, you know, it, it ended up going good. And, you know, all the I, at this point, I was already pretty deep into the punk rock and skateboard scene. So people were like, ah, you, you need to quit that metal band. And I was just like, ah, these are my dudes. And then that band just kind of broke up, as usual, most, you know, early bands do. But, sure. you know, I was already established there. So uh, Can I ask you one thing about that band? Did you write them yeah. any songs? Uh, in that band, nah, not really, not in the metal. Because band, you become man. a I, you, yeah, but you become a songwriter, right? So how's that happen? Yeah, so so. Uh, anyways, a couple of years down the road, I, I start finding bands like Bad Brains, you know, and Operation Ivy, and the Specials, and Matt, uh, Matt Freeman, and want, uh, Matt Freeman, and uh, Daryl Jennifer. Great basement. Yeah, totally. Great basement. So I just kind of got like into that sort of thing, you know, and then uh, I really wanted to walk the baselines that, that got like that guy, Johnny Lunch Meat, I was telling you about. And uh, so I tried starting a band and I like was trying to write these songs with this guy, Dan, and I was like, I can't walk these baselines like this and sing. <laughs> difficult, difficult. Yeah, man, when you're really getting busy on a bass, like I, I wasn't good at I, yeah, I, know I know about you know. it. The only way I learned how to do it, you just have to force the issue. You just prac it so many times, you don't have to think anymore. It's just like in your, what you call it, muscle memory? I became impatient doing the, starting the suicide machines with them. That's what it was. I was like, I want to walk the baseline and sing. And then, uh, you know, I'd gone to so many punk rock and hardcore shows at that point. I love to see, and this goes, this comes from the not liking the arena rock thing, right? Like, I right, go right. see the show. And I'd go see like D.I. or go see Judge. And it's like people in the crowd were grabbing the mic and singing. D.I. Casey. With the singer. You're talking about Casey. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah adolescence you know I mean? drummer. Right, right. Richard hung himself. Yeah, so you would, <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah. Like, so you would see like him kind of in the crowd. You know, a little bit uh, of the, yeah, you know, yeah, you know who was like him in Michigan was Tesco. Oh, I love Tesco, man. Yeah. What was it called? Touch and Go. He had a fanzine. He used to write us Minutemen all the time. Yeah, man, I'm super good friends with him. You know what? He's, he's awesome, dude. The trippiest, uh, if they moved to D.C. or something, but I remember him writing, he said, what's the best burrito in Pedro? I'm thinking, is this guy going to come <laughs> here and find out? <laughs> he might. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, actually. I know. Go go on, though. But, what, what, oh, so yeah, you're so, with the suicide machines. You're trying to sing and walk the bass. I finally just say, you know what? Whatever. I'm just going to be the singer. And you let you go know? of the bass. I let go of the bass. And so you uh, bring a bass man into the band. Yeah, man. One of my best friends that I used to skateboard with, I was like, hey, you're going to be the bass player. He's like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I'll teach you. <laughs> so your first and, uh, band, your first band is the Suicide Machine. I didn't know the, the order of the shit, but we're going to play that in the third uh, hour. No, no. End of well, the no, second the, hour. I got Suicide Machines. It's not, really the, it's, it's not really the order of my bands, but it was the first time I really started 
crafting songs. Right, right. That's why I meant like you're you're you're, ba- you're the shot caller. Yeah, yeah. Like we we like this is where I learned how to really write a song. You know what I mean? Like I don't consider myself a good musician. I just consider myself a songwriter. Well, you, you know, know I mean, sure. like people learning how to uh, write, right? Maybe you're not yep. uh, James Joyce, but you could write your name. You can write a paragraph. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. See, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? That's the main goal, right? Is communicate. Can you remember, Jason, the first song you wrote? Uh, uh, yeah, there was a song that I wrote called, God, I think it was called, I think the first real song that was part of writing was called Hey. Was uh, yeah, yeah, H-E-Y know, right? or, not, or, or, H- or the grass? H- H- straight up H-E-Y, man. Okay, okay, not uh, H-A-Y, but H-E-Y. Yeah, man, like, yeah, exactly. Hey, horses, aren't you glad you're an ass? I remember that <laughs> Yeah, man, no, no. Yeah, that was the first one I remember, like, like being a part of actually writing, you know what I mean? Yeah, in, yeah. in the suicide machines, anyways, sure. so, but... Yeah, what, what was the was first a, Suicide Machines gig like? Um, we played a uh, a place in Ann Arbor, of all places, called College the Halfway Town. Inn. Okay. Yeah, but it, it was nicknamed the Half-Ass Inn. But it was, like a, <laughs> it was a, a DIY kind of place underneath sure. uh, one of the student buildings in Ann Arbor. Okay. And we had, I'd gone to, uh, I think I went to saw Bad Manners, maybe. Scott. But, yeah, a big at, man, at Buster, a singer. Yeah, yeah, at the Majestic Theater, and there's this. I met a bunch of these like people that were in ska bands, and they're like, "Hey, uh, this band Etch a Sketch needs a band to open for me in Ann Arbor." They're like, you know, reggae second wave ska, and we we're like, "Okay, we'll play." And the irony is, is I remember we played that. Oh, because you said actually, you liked Operation Ivy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the irony was, I remember playing that night, and we actually played "Nothing by Negative Approach" in the set. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, they were Negative Approach was. Just, I remember them opening for Minutemen and Black Flag when we played City Lights. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, we're at the end of the first hour, August 21, 2021. Just Watt Peter show special guest Jason Navarro. Hang tight for hour two. August 21, 2021, second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. Silently, they are just a terrific cry. This is my still game. Bones, 
Show. We start off the second hour with Overtime and Shark Cage. Some more Hellmouth. We'll get to that. TV Pow after that. This is more for Brent Gutzeit uh, uh, in uh, Milwaukee with this uh, disillusionment compilation. Uh, uh, pro- property Burden. And then uh, Clear Story by Killick Hines and Keiki Rural Kangas. Same thing. Fred uh, Longburn Home. Uh, Tunisian Air. And then break anchor. This is another project yeah. you gave me. Well, I fell apart. So okay, yeah. let's continue. How how long do suicide machines go? Uh, we went from 1991 to uh, 2003, and then kind of broke that's... up and got back together in 2000. Yeah, but that's I fucking 12 years. That's a, that's a good stretch there, Jason. Did you guys ever go, do torn? Did you ever come out west? Oh, yeah, man. Police play at West all the time. I think my first time I ever played at West uh, in the machines was uh, 1994, Where? I believe. Oh, man, we played like, you know, we played Gilman Street. No, but like SoCal. Oh, uh, uh, Southern California. I don't think we made it super far south. I think maybe Fre- in the Fresno South, right? Fresno's Not about much. South. No, that's in the San Joaquin Valley. It's the big farm uh, yeah. town. Yeah. So the, the first two or, or two, I don't think we played. I don't remember playing. I mean, it's a, look, it's a big South. fucking country. So to fit it all in a tour is an ass kick, I will say. <laughs> I think I played San Diego, actually. Oh, well, you did San Diego. Come on, that's almost it's, it's almost Mexico. So you, yeah. it's pretty Southern Cal. Yeah. So I was just wondering around here, you know, we're like 150 towns, actually, so. Right, right. No, I'd say 95 was the first time I really started hitting, like, all of California. Tell me your your experience touring. What was it like for you? Well, you know, I mean, we were touring, obviously, before cell phones and computers, you know. Uh, We were also doing the whole, you know, you'd have 
you'd call up your friends or you'd get out that book, book your own fucking life. That's that's maximum, maximum rock and, rock and roll. roll, Tim Yohannan, yeah. Yeah, man, and you would, you'd, you'd roll the dice and call those numbers and book shows and cross your fingers. And yeah, be yeah. Honest you, man, like, well, I, I kind of know I, how to do it, but I was wondering about your personal experience, Jason. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we straight up, our very first tour, it was like, all right, let's go to the promised land, right? Like, let's go to California. It's like we're, you know, people are playing punk, kind of mix with ska. That's like the place to be. Like to us, you know, Gilman Street was what, or East Bay, you know, was like, sure. was the, the place to go at the time, right? Like at least to like some Midwesterner kid, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, we got a hold of Jesse Tuesday from Blatz and, uh, and he booked us at Gilman Street. And, you know, like we had already established friends out there like, Mike Park from Skank and Pickle because we had played with Skank and Pickle oh, out in the Mike. Midwest. Uh, Mike Park, yeah. Asian yeah. Man Records. I got to do some records, for, a couple records for him. He great cat. Yeah, nineties. Yeah, We're talking nineties. Big ska scene. Yeah, man. So it's so awesome. You know, the did, promised land. Did you guys uh, carry any horns? Because this was a chance for the guys in high school playing bone and trumpet to be in a rock and roll band, right? Yeah, no, never. <laughs> That's why I think all the ska bands hated us because we we were way more punk than the ska bands were. So a lot of ska bands didn't even want to touch us. You know what I mean? Well, some ska like, bands, uh, some ska bands had a hardcore band on the sidelines, a joke project turned into the real band, like Rancid, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that, that's exactly exactly. That's trippy how things like, work out. Look, you gave me this other music. Uh, more break anchor. I gotta, you gotta enlighten me to break anchor and the fucking hellmouth and shit. Okay, let's play. Let's let's play. Yeah. First world problem. All right. Everyone's waiting. I'm in my room. Just can't get over the familiar smell of your perfume. How has it come to this? We weren't that bad. Remember those nights? How much we laughed? Will I do? Will I do? Give a fuck about anything 
Wife for Pedro show. Uh, that chunk of music. First World Problems from Break Anchor. Heretic Shaven. There's a, a band out of Southern Oregon called Pull Anchor. And this is a pharma acoustic. This is from uh, Brent Goodsight's Disillusion Comp, Milwaukee. Le Cabinet, Spiral, and Chris Cogburn. Vanish Gardens, Transmission Detail from Drecka. And finally, Suicide Machines with SOS. Now, I've asked you a couple of times how was the experience, and but you're telling me what exactly happened, I guess. How, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it was a positive experience. And, uh, yeah, it was super it to, yeah, it led to more and more tours, but the band ends up it runs out of gas, right? And and, and it has yep. uh, suicide machines has something to do with break anchor. Yeah, yeah, no, or Hellmouth, I, Hellmouth. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So the machines kind of call it a day for a little while, and uh, I've always kind of been involved in the hardcore scene and you know crust kind of punk scene in Detroit, and. uh you know, I was in a negative point in my life mentally, so why not do that? So we did Hellmouth, and that band kind of consumed me and almost became, I don't know, like a, it almost became like a, it, it turned me into exactly what I was thinking about, which was not good. And it did not help my mental state. So did a couple records with that band, and I had to call it a day because it was really consuming me to the point of I was becoming it as far as what the vibe and the lyrics were and I didn't want to be that person so that band called it a day for my mental health and then uh, Break Anchor was kind of born out of that because I really kind of wanted to go back to playing kind of like you know something original but you know pop punk but like with some flavor you know you mean, so, like, like music was giving you problems, but then music was also the answer to the problems. Just different yeah. way, just a, a different band. They were different cats? Yeah, entirely different people. And, and it wasn't so much the people in the band, it was just the entire concept and what that band, Hellmouth, was kind of about was really almost destroying me as a human being. Yeah. So I had, I had to quit it, you know, and the answer was, you know, break anchor and going back to the suicide machines of course yeah so. oh yeah yeah well that's what's good about having good people in your life right yeah man it, it's 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 weird man like it, it, it's funny because the people in Hellmouth are really good people it's just i was letting my own thoughts turn and consume me into a very dark <laughs> human well being. It, I, was yeah I was not good of, i was kind of talking about a little responsibility like Good people means like you got to be one too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, right. If somebody's going to gotcha. be, you're going to have good people in your life, then you got to be a good person in their life. That's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, and that, and, and I was not becoming a good person anymore. You know what I mean? So I had to, I had to end that one. You know. Right, right, right. But like uh, I learned in Holland, right one. Uh, door closes two doors open uh, yeah always man and that sounds always. like it here right the hell mouth closes but then you can go yep. back to your suicide machine and you got your uh new break anchor yeah yeah wow that's yep. that's that's that's, kind of... that's real bitch look we're at the end of the second hour august 21 2021 just your show special guest jason navarro hold tight for hour three
August 21, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watch for Pete Rose Show.
Start off the third hour, Suicide Machines. All uh, awkward's always. Now, now is this early Suicide Machines or is this the re- regroup? No, this is the regroup. This is okay. that awkward okay. always is a, is a brand new song. That yeah, came well, out well, I'm working on the mind reading, but you're going to have to use words until I get to that point. Jason. Sorry <laughs> for being incompetent. <laughs> Dirty, <laughs> Dirty Stevens after that. It's all dairy with all the insects union from uh, uh, Brett Goodside. So. Disillusionment compilation number three. Uh, 22020813. I think it's a fucking date. Uh, pissed off bees and an asshole from Justin Van Strasburg. <laughs> hey, I don't name these. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Evan Lindorf Ellery with Tape Collage 2021 excerpt. And the title 1992 Manoy. And finally, Cleon's Down by Inner. Yeah. Uh, the song's intersection in the project is Cleon's Down. So, so Cleon's Down. Yeah. So I, on that I, very first tour, man, this is weird. So on the very first tour that I went on out west, we went to like Gilman Street and stuff in 94. Yeah. We had, we played Las Vegas, Nevada as well. And ended up meeting one of my best friends to this day, Jeff Dean. Ah, he said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move to Detroit and we're going to start a band. Whoa. So I went out to Vegas and played bass for a hardcore band out there with him called Tomorrow's Gone. He moved to Detroit. We started Cleon's Down, which Cleon was the leader of the Warriors in the movie The Warriors. Ah, the, where some dudes are dressed up as baseball players or shit. No, no, not the baseball player guys. It, no, he, but but the movies, the, uh, there's a bunch of gangsters, oh, right? And everybody's got their yeah. little uniforms. And some are like baseball players. Yeah, the Baseball Furies, man. That was the name of that gang. But yeah, okay. so we 
you know, I played guitar and yelled a bit in that band. It was kind of art, art damage. Oh, you like, played guitar, you know, not bass. Right, right, yeah. Played guitar. What was the difference? Was like, How, you know, how'd you feel the difference? Oh, because it, we were kind of going for that early uh, post-hardcore thing. You know, because some just, people tell you that a bass is a guitar with four strings. I, I, yeah, I still play the guitar like a bass. So you know what? I think a um, bass is uh, like a drums with four strings. I, I do, yeah. I, <laughs> Not a guitar with four strings, I, drums. <laughs> That's just I my agree, thing. Though, I agree. Anyway, what? what no, Cleon's down. Cleon's down. So you, uh, is this band still together? No, man. Uh, the drummer passed away, so we oh, kind of so stopped sorry. doing it. So yeah, it was too important. We we can't really do it without him. But does your buddy still live like in Detroit? Um, he lives in Chicago uh, at this point. He that plays makes for a lot it of tough, too, Yeah, yeah. So we, we did that because when I moved out to Vegas, he had heard my other band, Roosevelt's inaugural parade, and he's like, I really like what you're doing with that. Okay, like, oh, that tell me about that, We're because done. that's the next music I got I want to play. Yeah, so around 93, 94, I started another band playing guitar. I was playing guitar in it called Roosevelt's inaugural parade. It was more inspired by, you know, Rites of Spring Oh, or emo. The pick, yeah, yeah, the Pixies. I got to play with uh, Rites of Spring when they started. I, in fact, I played. Guy was the bass man. I played his bass because some uh, what? wire was broke. Bass at the time, I think. Uh, 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 or their bass. Yeah, I remember playing that. The neck was broken. It was pinching my fucking palm of my hand. My wire in my bass broke, so oh. I had to borrow. Yeah, at nine thirty club. Well, okay. Yeah, I really liked. I liked a lot of that stuff, so I wanted to play guitar in a band like that kind of stuff. But sure, anyways, sure. that band broke up. No, but let, let's play some band. right now so people can hear. Okay. Roosevelt, right. It's a great name, Roosevelt's Parade. Yeah, man. <laughs>
Bob from Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Roosevelt's inaugural parade. By the way, people, Chief Joseph handcuffed in the car. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pay no attention yeah. to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> darkened yeah. skies. Talk about a darkened sky, truly. This is Interstate 190 from regional. The, the name of this broad strips me out. This is from Brett Goodsight's uh, Compilation 3. Sublimation. No, no, disillusion. Regional headbutting techniques featuring regional headbutting. <laughs> oh, oh, man. 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 Uh, the regional headbutting techniques. Get it right, Watt. Okay. Then X-backs rife with symbolism. Of course, like symbols on the drum set, right? And then yeah. finally, left in ruin trick. Left yeah. in ruin. Is there a lady singing with you? Uh, no, no, no. It's a guy. He, okay. He's a really ripping har rip, rip and harmonica player too, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, so, the, the so what is, what is left in ruin? So you may have that backwards. Uh, Roosevelt's inaugural parade had a lady singing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Le again. Left and Ruin is a little bit heavier in rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely. When you're right, you're right. Jason. Yeah. And what? When you're yeah. wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> so, correct me on that. Get me straight. I, yeah. I understand about Nagra Paid. It sounds like it was put together the same time as your tour out west. Yeah, yeah. But, but Left and yep. Ruin. Yeah, that was just me wanting to nerd out and actually play some rock and roll on a guitar. But when? Uh,. Oh, probably like 2000, 90, 98, 99, 2000. Okay, okay. Like that. so after this other stuff, okay. Yeah. But right now, yeah, was... right now, your contemporary band, the band you got going now, is it Suicide Machines or is it Break Anchor? Uh, these days, it's... Oh, uh, it's, it's with the Traders. It's with the, the Ken yeah. Hay, Haas. Yeah, yeah. The Traders, the Machines still play quite a bit. We just put our new record. And, uh, you know, all the other bands, Homa, or break anchor who knows maybe they'll play again we're all like really good friends but there's no real plans you know what i mean of anything well tell me how you got together with ken haas uh uh so years ago when i was in left and ruin uh reverend guitars sponsored me playing guitar so joe naylor who is the guitar designer yes, yes joe naylor like who's also got a cousin named mike naylor here in pedro and that's one of the reasons i'm connected with these guys oh that's right dude he told me that um joe sponsored me through reverend and i met ken and i don't know i just we kind of liked each other and hit it off and he you ready for this bring it we be, we became friends right right and and so for a halloween one year he was like hey let's do a dag nasty cover band and i was like yeah totally so we did uh, why, why dag nasty yeah man dag nasty so i sang yeah, but, yeah, but why guitar. why because we both liked uh the can i say record so much dave smalley yep so you know, he we, was a, we he was a descent or all for a little bit yeah yeah totally man totally i i ended up do my first tour of japan was with uh dave smalley's other band uh shit oh god what are they called I'm blanking out, man. What was his other ba his other band? His band they still doing? Man, you're right talking now. to Captain oh, Alzheimer's. Down, down by law. Down, down by law, of course. Yeah, yeah. My first tour of Japan was with Dave. And so tell me Dan. about your first gig with Ken Haas. Uh, so it was a, like a Dag Nasty cover band, right? It's a, it's, it's a Halloween <laughs> so, gig doing Dag Nasty covers. Yeah, for Halloween, man, for Halloween. And are you guys wearing costumes? 
Nah, nah. We just played the whole. I thought you dressed up like Dave Smalley. I should have. Right? I should have bleached my hair out blonde or something. But uh, yeah, man. You know, and so then it was like we just kind of kept hitting it off as friends. You know what I mean? It was more like we're homies. And I was like, hey, I'm I'm starting this like. You know, Raymond, Raymond Pettibone told me friends should be in bands because they, yeah. it does get to people hating each other and shit, right? And the idea of just playing with your friends is just the best thing in the world. Yeah, I'm really lucky in that aspect, dude. Like the traitors and the suicide machines, like they're 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 my friends. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Outside of outside of a band, they're they're like my my. I think that's really my, important. My family, you know. I think it's really important because it's a, at the end of the day, it's about people. Yeah, yeah, you know, totally. People ask me all totally. about the old days. I say it was about people. I think new days is about people, too. Yeah, Jason, man, it's no different. It's such an honor to have you on the show. I want it's you to keep, to be on, on. keep it on. I can't wait to hear uh, more Suicide Machine, more Jay Navarro and the Traders music. So when you get it, will you please bring it so I can play it? Absolutely. I'd, I'd love it. Love Thanks it. So much, love for you to play it. Okay, keep on keeping on. People's August 21, 2021 edition, live from Beaver Show. Keep your powder dry.